Mahomes back, throws, it is incomplete, yes. picked off, picked off by the Lions. Brian Branch with it left side. He's going, baby! He's going to the house! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Deflected yes. in the air, Branch ran under it, and he took it all the way back. Well, Dan Miller had another one of those calls at Ford Field on Sunday, but unfortunately it was in the Seattle's favor. That was a big play in the game. Tim Twentyman, PJ Clark for the Twentyman Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And that was really the biggest uh, statistic in this game, Peach. When you look at it, look, anytime in the NFL you go to the – you know, box score. You scroll down and you go to that little line that says turnovers. And when one team has three, one team has zero, you can pretty much rest assured which team won the football game. And, and that was the big storyline in this one. That that was the big storyline. One of the turnovers did not hurt the Lions. No, no end of the half. Kind of like at, a punt or at, whatever. At, at least. But the, the, the other two did. The two were certainly costly. Yeah, obviously, uh, Trey Brown stepping in front of a Jared Goff pass, returning that in the fourth quarter uh, for a 40-yard touchdown. That gave, um, you know, Seattle a 31-21 lead at the time. The first play of the second half for Detroit, a run play. Uh, Montgomery fumbles. Uh, Seattle jumps on it, is able to score there. And, and that's 14 points in, in what was eventually a, a one-score overtime loss um, where Seattle had the advantage and, and – that, that, to me, is the biggest storyline of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I give the Lions a lot of credit for, for coming down down 10 and, and tying the game and getting to overtime down 10 and with eight minutes left. I mean, that, that is a, that's a real comeback, and there, there were two good drives there at the end and, and a defensive stop to, to make that happen, but just came up a little bit short today. Too many mistakes. And, and uh, you, you know, the, the going forward on the on the. 45-yard line, yeah. the fourth and two, you didn't get that. It's not officially a turnover, but Seattle grabs the ball, goes down, scores. And so I think all those were a combination of opportunity missed. And, look, you can take it two ways. I mean, obviously you're disappointed with the loss, you, how they won last week, who they beat, and where they did it. Obviously a lot of excitement coming home. But, look, that's a good Seattle football team. Yeah, and, they lost to a playoff team. They lost to a playoff team, and they played better football. They deserved it more. And, and you know, I thought Dan Campbell said it best after the game when he talked about Detroit getting a little bit of humble pie. And, you know, sometimes you can learn more about yourself in a loss than you can a win. And this is what Dan Campbell had to say after the game. Yeah, no, it didn't. That didn't scare me. It's just, you know, we had our opportunities there again. Man, take the turnovers away. All of a sudden, man, we're in control of that game like we should be. But but ultimately, you know what? They got the ball out. We didn't. And uh, we put a tremendous amount of stress on our defense, you know, when you do that. And and we did. We, we had some, man, you know, we, we had some really good opportunities that we just didn't capitalize from. And uh, look, I, I know it stings. And those guys are disappointed. I'm disappointed. The staff is. But my gosh, man, this is uh, this is good. You know, we'll get a little humble pie here, and uh, we got a real good opponent coming in next week. And, uh, you know, they they run it as good, if not better, than those guys, and they have better weapons uh, just all around. So, Yeah, Dan Campbell's talking about uh, the Atlanta Falcons who come into Ford Field next week. The 2-0 and 
Atlanta Falcons Big win for them after today. coming back and, and beating Green Bay um, today. So, look, it's the NFL. It doesn't get any easier. But, again, um, to, to Dan's point, you know, not to say that Detroit was reading the clippings and walking around, you know, beating their chest, because I didn't get that sense from being in Allen Park and, and, and talking to those no, guys think- and watching them practice. It just um, – Mistakes killed them, and and now I think it gives them an opportunity to um, refocus, go back to work, um, grit, toughness, be a an underdog mentality, right? Everything that that kind of got them to this point, and I think that can be a good thing when it's all said and done. No, I don't think anybody was out in front of their skis on on this. I mean, Aaron Glenn made it very clear that this was a big deal to him. The way Seattle has played this coaching staff and played this new Lions core the last couple of years, and you saw it again today. Just, you know, Seattle plays this team really, really well. And they knew that. And that was a point of emphasis coming in. And again, I you saw the grit and resolve of the team to bounce back immediately after after the pick six and, and come back and make it a game again and get the game to overtime. And the, the defense came up big when they needed to there at the end. But the the turnovers are are I think the story, as you said, you know, and to me, another storyline here defensively, and, and I think Dan's right. The offense did put them in a couple of tough situations. You can't put all 37 points there uh, on them, but you know, a couple of things, 383, you know, total yards, or 393, I think it was um, for Seattle. But the big one that stood out to me, PJ, one sack in this game, one quarterback hit, and it was the last play of, the regulation for the defense. They went an entire game without hitting um, uh, Geno Smith, without sacking him. And this was a team, the big storyline out of Seattle all week was them not having the right or left tackle. You thought that that was going to be advantage Detroit, that uh, Aiden Hutchinson and and James Houston and Charles Harris were going to have a huge game and it was going to really change what Seattle had to do offensively and, that was not the case at all. I thought Seattle won the line of scrimmage, and I think defensively you've got to be a little disappointed in that if you're Aaron Glenn and those guys up front. Yeah, and, and I mean, the only sack and quarterback hit, Gino was running around for, you know, eight, nine it seconds. Scram- it was a scramble drill, yeah. and, and it was a nice play by Alex to identify who was covering the tight end at the point, see yeah. it, see him tuck it, and just go get it. But zero sacks, zero hits for the defensive line, one tackle for loss in the game. That means you weren't playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage for 60 minutes. No, it was it was a very impressive performance by a, a battered Seattle offensive line. And, and Will Disley came in, one of the better blocking tight ends in the league. I think mm-hmm. the, the Lions saw that today, and their backs did well. And, you know, Gino, it was, it was pitch and catch, just took what the Lions gave them, a lot of short, a lot of quick, quick routes, quick communication, nothing really too bad downfield. But, you know, it was just – there was nothing – very little in his face. And the few times that the Lions got in his face, they forced incompletions and forced the Seahawks to, to kick a couple field goals there that they ended up missing, which proved big at the end of the game. But you you would like to get a sack on the board, I think, especially with the talent on this defensive line. Yeah, you know, on the flip side of it, you've got to like the way Jared Golf played. Absolutely. Um, obviously, the, the minus the one, um, you know, pick six, which he explained after the game. Dan Campbell thought – now, uh, he's, Dan Campbell usually waits to, to pass judgment until, you know, Monday and watching film, but he thought it was maybe on the route. Kudos to Jared Golf for stepping in there saying, no, nah, that, that wasn't on Jameer Gibson route. That was me. I thought he ran a fine route. Um, I was getting hit, or it was about to get hit, and um, threw it before he broke. Guy made a good catch. 
uh, sometimes it doesn't go your way. I would have liked to throw it a little more inside and be able to give him a chance to catch it, and I didn't. Yeah, but he made a heck of a lot of other great throws, finishing 28-35, 323 yards, three touchdowns, two of those to Josh Reynolds, who's had two really nice games as the Lions have needed somebody to step up with Jamison Williams um, suspended. I thought um, uh, Josh Reynolds has done a terrific job of, of doing that. Um, also had a touchdown to Khalif Raymond on a flea flicker. Uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson reached into his bag of tricks a little bit Absolutely. there and, and, and had a nice one. And look, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Six catches, 102 yards, dealing with cramps in that game too. I thought uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs uh, did some good things, especially in the past game. Had the one drop that could have probably been a pretty big play. Yeah. That loomed pretty large. But, um, you know, David Montgomery had a pretty nice game before, you know, he went out averaging 4.2 yards per carry with a touchdown. So, look, there's a lot of positives. Um, Detroit had over 400 yards of offense. It was just the mistakes. I think when they watch the film, they're just going to drop their head and be like, it was there. If we don't throw the pick six, if we don't have that fumble, we probably are in a great position to win the game. So you've got to feel good about it offensively. I think defensively, you know, you, you've got to marry your rush and cover a lot better because you can't ask those guys in the back end to sit there and cover guys like DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett for three, four, five seconds, which Gino was afforded on Sunday. So they've got to marry that up a little bit better, but I think offensively you feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah, offensively, especially in the first half. I mean, not that Jared was bad in the second half, but the, the first half firing on all cylinders. It was it was almost perfect. I think he only had one incompletion. And even the, the shot to Amonra to end the half, which was the, the fumble that didn't cost the Lions anything, that was an absolute dart yeah. down the sideline that was a huge chunk play and Amra obviously just tried to make a play get into the end zone as time expired and the fumble chaos ensued but the throw was great everything was there I, I think you're really happy with how the offense played the only thing you know you want to get Gibbs going a little bit more on the ground seven carries for 17 yards is not you know they tried to have him bounce outside and Seattle has a, a great linebacking core that was ready for that but I think Montgomery impressed again and Josh Reynolds man Josh Josh Reynolds is is the professional wide receiver this team needed to step up in, in this time because he is Mr. Dependable right now and that's what Jared said Jared used the word trust in his post-game press conference I would he hope said, so they played I, together I, I trust yeah, yeah. they going back to their time with the, with the Rams but he said I trust him look he's he's you know running great routes he's making all the catches at the point of attack uh, 50 50 balls are his he's always in the right spot I know exactly where he is and when you're a quarterback and you've got a receiver like that you're going to look to that guy to make plays especially in key situations and in the red zone and um, Jared did that and and you know like what he Reynolds had four catches for 80 yards a couple of those crucial ones in week one um, you know now with the the five catches for 66 yards and a couple of touchdowns they've needed somebody to step up he's been the guy you know what you're going to get from Amon Ross St. Brown every week Right. I mean, but you need that second guy to step up. And for two weeks in a row, it's been Josh Reynolds. And I think that's a great sign for Detroit. It is. And I think Sam Laporta having five catches for 63. Yeah, good point another, by you. And, yep. and another perfect, perfect execution on a block to spring Montgomery for his rushing touchdown. And that that is what we saw last week to, for the on the game-winning touchdown was Laporta coming across the line. Today, he just moved a defensive end, completely pushed him across the line of scrimmage, opened up that hole. And for a guy who came in with some blocking questions, who was Iowa's number one receiving threat last year, I 
you're seeing an answer on those at least initially here and, and the returns have been great and you got to like it too i think 11 targets in two games 10 catches yeah you know very efficient um and i'll tell you what you definitely earn the trust of your quarterback by doing that and that's a good that's a good safety valve as well percent. look for that guy on third down and and you know He's developing every week. It's getting better and better. Yeah, it was good to see um, Riley Patterson uh, get in there, be perfect on the day. Obviously, some question marks, you know, coming into the season uh, with him. He was good, but look at it, it's just cleaning up some mistakes. It was some self-inflicted stuff. Um, how about that crowd? Crowd was electric. I mean, it was such electric in here, and that's why I, I, I hate that the you, you know they come away you know, disappointed with the loss because they brought it. I mean, they stayed till the end. They were loud. I mean, even I, I tweeted out a picture of my iPhone alerting yeah, me. Yeah, you're my decibels. That my you're noise limit, I was going to lose my hearing if I was, it kept going at that rate. And so kudos to all of all the fans. I think we'll fans. have a couple more of those this year. Yeah, and so hopefully, you you know, they keep that up next week, a home game versus Atlanta. Um, you know, a tough imp- opponent. But I guess, you know, maybe one other thing you take from Sunday is the fact that Minnesota obviously lost Thursday, Chicago lost Sunday, Green Bay lost Sunday. So after two weeks, the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers sit tied atop the NFC North at one and one. So it, it, it was obviously a disappointing loss, but it wasn't one that that hurts you. I mean, ultimately in, in the grand scheme of yeah. things, you know You're what I'm saying? Pace with You're keeping else. pace with everyone else in the NFC. And you North. lost to a good team. It, it's not, you yeah. know, I, it happens, right? It's, it's, they hard. weren't going 16 and 0. No, it was, it would be really hard to do that. I just had a feeling they weren't going to go 16 and 0 this year. Yeah. But you got, I, I mean, an Atlanta team, coach Campbell said it, that has great weapons i mean i mean you look at that's a scary you just look down that list but again i mean the run defense was great last week 3.3 yards per carry 15 yards was the longest rush i'll take it and that was a scramble by geno smith i mean kenneth walker at one point had had 14 total yards his longest was four and then the rest of them all went for like one yard combined yeah so you take you take that at least sure against two very, very good running backs next week. It's but I think going to be interesting. The biggest takeaways, obviously, you've got to get after the quarterback a little bit more. They have got to pressure Ritter. More and that's not a Geno that's Smith. not a veteran. That is not that's no. a young guy that that maybe you can rattle better than even just by getting his face. The the Brian Branch mm-hmm. blitz down here at the end where Kirby almost picked off that third down pass, which led to a field goal. But that was, I feel like, the most pressure the Lions got. All day, and Gino, a veteran quarterback, almost got picked off on it. So yeah. you keep you keep that up. Maybe you finish a couple of times next week, and and you see where that gets you. So pressure pressure Ritter, and then obviously limit the turnovers, the big mistakes. And I think if you do that, uh, everything else you're just fine. Uh, if you're the Detroit Lions, um, a little bit of humble pie. Dan Campbell said for this one, I think that's good. They'll go back to Allen Park. They'll go to work. Um, you know, hopefully they're healthy. Like quite a few injuries. Yeah, in it game. was it was a big. Um, sounds like James Houston's probably the most severe of all of them. Dan said after the game could be out a little bit. We'll see what happens with Big V. He wasn't putting a whole lot of weight on that left leg. So um, look that that the uh, positives though. If you, if you had to lose guys, offensive line, you you have Graham as a quality guard, mm-hmm. and you have edge depth. Yeah. Yeah. So, but look, the training room will be busy this week trying to get guys back, and we'll be back here, um, you know, next week. Uh, we'll have obviously uh, twenty in the huddle coming out Thursday night, typically. 
Um, we'll get an Atlanta perspective. We'll get a player in to talk about this one. Look forward. We'll have key matchups. So we'll do all that uh, Thursday night, and then we'll be back here in uh, in uh, Detroit at Ford Field next Sunday. So a uh, big week with Atlanta as the Detroit Lions try to get back on uh, the winning track after falling to Seattle 37-31 in overtime here at Ford Field on Sunday.